You're listening to the Hall About Public Safety Podcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with the men and women in uniform with the Hall County Sheriff's Office and Hall County Fire Services. A fair warning before we get started, sometimes the subject matter of this podcast might not be suitable for younger audiences. Parents are advised to use discretion. Let's get to today's episode. Hey everybody, Brian Stewart here, host of the Hall About Public Safety Podcast. Glad you're joining us for the August 2020 edition. Uh, Got a few notes before we get started today, just a couple of things I want to touch on. First, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and it sounds like maybe we're in two separate locations, well, that's because we are. We're trying to do our parts with social distancing here on the podcast. And also want to say the topic of this podcast off the top, we are talking about online safety for your kids, especially as a lot of them are going back to online schooling at the start of the year. Now, with that in mind, I just want to say I know there are a lot of opinions out there, a lot of folks who say online school is the best choice, some who say they hate it. I just want to let you know that we here at Hall County Government are not the ones who have made the choices one way or the other. We are just providing the information on how your kids can be safe online. So if you have anything to say about online schooling, I just want to let you know that those comments need to be directed to your local school board. That is not something we decide here at Hall County Government. So without further ado, let's introduce today's guest. Would you mind telling us who you are and a little bit about yourself? My name is Investigator Adam Faulkner. I work with the Hall County Sheriff's Office, and I'm a member of the Georgia Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I've been with the department for 22 years. All right. Well, as I mentioned, it is back to school time and a lot of kids are going to be doing their learning from home, at least at the start of this year, maybe throughout the year. We don't know. But that means it's a good time to talk about a little bit of cyber safety when it comes to having your kids online. So I kind of want to start out with the big picture here. What are just some of the general ways that parents can make sure that their kids are safe when they're on the Internet? The first thing I'd say is to snoop in their devices. Um, You're paying for that device. You have every right to look through it. You should know what your kids are up to online and who they're talking to. Um, Another way I'd say is to ask random questions and just go where the child leads. Ask them about what they're doing online, who they're talking to, not in an inquisitorial type way, but just as you would, like, how was school? Um, Also discuss the fact that there are predators online, and they often pretend to be kids there the child's age. That's a, a common thing that these people will do. Um, and a lot of times, the cases we get, the kids don't realize that. Nobody's told them that there are other people pretending to be your age. No matter what they send as far as photos, videos, these are adults, and they're pretending to be kids. I'd also just limit their access to the Internet. You you're well served to have control over where your child goes online and with whom they talk to and how much they use it. What are some of the warning signs that parents can look out for that could be signs of a child predator that might be trying to interact with your child online? As far as signs of a predator trying to contact them, I'd say they already are trying. Uh, As a member of the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, I've been in these places where which are frequented by children. And within minutes, I was in contact with predators. Anywhere kids go online, these people are going to frequent because they know that's where their target's going to be. As far as behavior changes go, I'd say they're similar to any other or many other types of abuse. But the main thing I'd say is watch for pattern changes. Uh, Increased secrecy, wariness, discomfort, uh, depression, But pattern changes are often an indicator that your child is uncomfortable with something that's going on. Um, And 
they are being told to keep these things secret. Um, often they'll be tricked into giving up information about themselves. It's embarrassing. And then that will be leveraged by the person on the other end to not discuss what they're talking about. Um, kids should be told that no one online should be asking you to keep a secret. I want to go back to school a little bit. So we tend to think of mobile learning as our kid having a laptop or a tablet while they're doing it. But a lot of kids nowadays, they have and they know how to use smartphones. You're even seeing elementary schoolers that have iPhones. So how can parents safely monitor their children's smartphone activities? And is there a good way to monitor it while maybe still allowing them some freedom? Because a lot of these kids are in isolation, so they may want to be messaging their friends. It might be the only contact they have with them. So how can parents balance that? As far as monitoring what they're doing uh, with school, I'd say keep internet devices in common areas, living rooms, dining rooms, places where other people in the family are going to frequent, where they're seeing what they're doing. You don't have to read the content or snatch the device away from them to read what's going on. Um, I wouldn't say don't do it, but you don't have to do that. But predators will often ask the child to take photographs of a sexual nature or some stick state of undress, the only way they can get that is to get the kid with a camera somewhere others can't see them. So realistically, there is no good reason for a child to have the internet with them in the bathroom or the bedroom. And that's most commonly where predators will ask the child to take that device so they can get those photos. Um, you can also use the time after kids are in bed to look through their phones to investigate online behavior. I'm not saying the kids are being bad people here. They're just being kids and kids don't tell their parents everything. But you do need to know with whom they are speaking. So the best pattern I've seen from a parent so far or an action that they've taken is they will store the internet devices, especially the phones, in the parent's bedroom overnight. That way there's less chance the child's going to sneak that device because they're being man manipulated and they're going to uh, sometimes use these devices in places and times where the parents are not around. So if you can limit that exposure or that possibility, then you're going to be better served in the long run. Where can parents go to find some more information or resources related to online safety for their children if they maybe want to take a little deeper dive? Online resources, uh, the National Center for Missing Exploited Children has a great website with a lot of resources, can answer a lot of these questions, and also the Georgia ICAC Task Force, that's G-A-I-C-A-C taskforce.com, has a lot of resources as well that can be very helpful. All right, I think that's going to do it for today. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate your time, and thank you at home listening. We hope you take these messages to heart, and we hope that your kids are safe as they wade through this online learning, and we hope you all stay safe and healthy out there. We'll see you in September. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hall About Public Safety podcast. Episodes come out monthly. You can find links to them on hallcounty.org and in the monthly county newsletter. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts to get all the latest content. I'm Brian Stewart. Thanks for listening.